0: Hello and welcome back to Chicks and Balls, the podcast, a sports podcast by women about more than women's sport. On today's show, we reflect on the opening weekend of the AFLW 7.0 season and ask what the heck is going on with Shaq's Aussie Tour. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marley Silva and as always, I am joined by my two co-hosts. All of us are in very different locations at the moment and Georgia Moore, she's jumping on right at the right second, C- trying to coordinate everyone's timing, everyone's time difference, location, whatever. Is it's that's been the ongoing um, difficulties of this year's chicks and balls, as the listeners would know. Um, but just a little bit of context: I, Marley Silva, am in Bris Vegas at the moment. Keely, you're at home. Georgia. I don't know what part of the world you're in, I'll ask you in a moment, but we will start as we always do with asking the girls, how were your weeks?
1: Gia, it looks like you're still connecting, so I'm going to go to Keely first. Um, Yeah, my week was good. Um, I... Got straight into me touch footy season. I won my league tag grand final on Sunday and had a very big celebration Sunday night. Um, so I have second day hangover head noise today,
0: but otherwise good. My question to you, Georgia, is how, no matter how delayed it is, how was your week?
2: My week was good. I've actually just returned home from Paris, which was lovely. Um, feels like I've been away for a long time. So yeah, no, week was good. Nothing to complain about.
0: Fantastic. Um, my week was similarly good. Admittedly, I worked all weekend. I was emceeing two different events for 72 hours, um, <clears throat> which is probably why my voice sounds a little bit croaky again. Uh, but it didn't, it meant that I didn't get much of a weekend. And I've kind of been working now. 11 or 12 days straight. So I feel a little bit spaced out. I'm also in Brisbane having done some work up here today. Um, so I'm feeling a little bit knackered if I'm completely honest, but um, happy to be here as always. And I reckon with that,
1: Keeley Silver, let's get into our first segment. Now it's time for a segment we call Feedback Feels with Kills. Um Thanks for joining me as always. Uh, really happy to be here I have a few really lovely feedbacks this week. Uh, First one, none other than Gabrielle Crotty, Water woman. She sent us a few messages actually, but I – or she said, I'm on the bus to the Broncos game and the bus is full of little girls in Broncos jerseys. It's the cutest thing ever. And she also sent a message saying she watched Fearless and it lived up to the hype and she just finished. The girlfriend who didn't exist and, damn, it was interesting. I still haven't finished it, Um, but anyway – um, and then we got one from Meg Moore, sister of G Moore. Um, and she said, great MVP last week, Marley. I watched first ever feelers on the bus home from work. I was either smiling or crying the whole way, but didn't care that everyone could see me and was so invested in it. I missed my stopped long. <laughs> Classic. Um, and we had a really big one and a lovely message from Alex O'Brien. Um, she had a few random thoughts that she needed to share. She said, G Moore, I love you. And I have no beef against the doggies being in the top eight, but I haven't stopped crying since the blues went down on the weekend. To quote my nana win or lose, we love our blues, but we seriously lost in the most Carlton way possible. You can comment on that after, G. Um, and then she also said, good luck this weekend, Kills Go doggies. By the way, we drew three all, so I'm not a winner, but it's okay. I'm a drawer. And then, Marley, I hope you get asked on a date this week. Marley, can you confirm or deny
0: I can confirm no date asking happened.
1: <laughs> okay. Well, I'm sorry. If I can
0: just um, piggyback on one bit of that feedback, Keely, great recommendation on the, the girlfriend that did not exist. I watched it before you did and devoured it back-to-back. Holy moly. It is the exact kind of content, you know, mystery, scandal, making headlines and athletes, like all those different elements together makes for a perfect TV show. And there's like more of that series coming with like different stories in a similar way. I don't know if you guys saw that, that like it's part of a broader umbrella season, like other scandal stories. So good chat. Now it's time for a segment that we call Around the Grounds, where we dive into the biggest headlines in sports media from the week gone by. And for starters, we cannot go past what was a very successful weekend, opening weekend for the AFLW 7.0 season. There was first for four clubs, the four new clubs that have joined the now 18-team season. Um, there was plenty of emotions, plenty of beautiful scenes that I loved absorbing on the socials. But, girls, I've got to ask you first, what did you see that really warmed your heart or made you particularly excited for this, you know, uh, other female footy code now being back?
1: I actually saw, like, numerous highlight videos um, across my socials on the TV, um, which was really cool, I found. And um, was it the Lions potentially who had a good win? Confirm me if I'm wrong. But, yeah, they and, had
0: a big score line too.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the, that was what I was going to comment on. So the score line was really good. But the highlight reel was hectic. Like the girls just look so in their element and they just like, I don't know, it was just nice to see. They just played really well and um, there was some really, really good like on the run, goals, and um, just yeah, just really impressive from the elite athletes themselves. So that's what I found really good.
2: Yeah, I think for me the whole weekend was just such a special, special time. I know I've been, you know, bombarding the group chat with all the content and I did say earlier in the week that the AFLW are just killing it at the moment. Um, we're obviously very vocal about how much we love this kind of content on the show time and time again. But honestly, the debutantes for me, um Amelia Borg and Hannah E-Wings, I think. I don't know how you pronounce her name. Marley, you sent that one into the chat where they like think they're recording a sponsor video and they're actually announcing their debuts to each other, which I thought was very cool. And also um the other story of a Hawthorne player which was just super emotional um being told that she was debuting in round one um just a couple of weeks after she'd lost her mum to cancer and her dad and her sister being at the club when she received oh. the news and the way the coach delivered it and the team getting around her and I just like it gives me goosebumps thinking about it. I think stories like that just really you know solidify time and time again how much bigger than just sport this is um, for everyone but I think particularly for women at this sort of era of where it's at um, so yes I mean obviously great to see the girls back playing footy I think it was um, super exciting to see the four new clubs involved but the debutants will just get me every time.
0: Yeah, and you know what's the best thing? You're, the Hawthorne player you're talking about there, her name's Sophie Locke. Um, so that video went quite viral, but she also became the first goal kicker for the Hawthorne AFLW team ever. She scored the first goal. So she will go down in history for that as well. So that's always really, really special. And I have to agree that those are some of the best stories. You just see how much it means to them. Um and, yeah, they, they, it just was seemed exactly what both of you were saying there, that it was just a, such a positive weekend. And on a more official side of things, um, those who are in charge of the scheduling for the AFLW and and all that sort of stuff at a leadership level have come out and agreed that they've found exactly when this season needs to start and it has to be this bye weekend before the men's final um, every year is, is what they seem to be saying because it gives them um, the spotlight that they deserve and also uh, means Means that people are still in their footy mode, which is what they, I guess, we didn't see when it was the summer competition, um, which G has touched on quite nicely from a kind of more Victorian perspective. Before that, people aren't really thinking about footy in the early months, but they are at this time. And as I think I was saying to someone um, last week, uh, reiterating your expertise, Georgia, that Victorians will just go to footy because they just love footy. Um, So much and we saw that this weekend. I think um, another interesting point that the coaches of both Hawthorne and Essendon made after their historic clash on Saturday night at Marvel Stadium is that if you want more success in the AFLW, you need to have more games at a stadium like that. They ended up with a crowd of about 12,000, which is pretty good. Um, which is actually more than what some NRL games, NRL mengs games pool. Um, again, speaking to to the reach and uh, capabilities of, of the code like the AFL there, but um, I think it will be exciting to see more – big stadiums utilized. Uh, I think there is one at the MCG as an opener for one of the men's finals this weekend too. I think it's before the Swans game down there actually. So that'll be interesting to see how big the crowd is there too. But the one thing that we we didn't um, touch on is did you guys see the cup, there was a couple of different videos shared. I think one was at the Bombers game. One was um, some girls in some Hawthorne jerseys and I think I saw another girl at the Swans game. Little girls absolutely chomping at the bit to see their favorite role models run out on the field. They were all just like happened to be three different groups of girls who were sort of at the tunnels of each of those games, um, cheering on, jumping up and down. There was particularly the girls in the two Hawthorne jerseys. They were just like so excited, like pumping each other up. It truly brought a to my eye.
1: I, I didn't get a chance to actually see them. I might have to look them up. But I was actually gonna ask you guys if you've seen the um that fresh AFLW ad that was has been on. Um just a quick side comment that friend of the show slash co-host at times, Mitch Parker sent me a message asking if I'd seen it last week and I hadn't, and he sent it to me and um he was just like, I actually love this, like it like that makes me really happy to see. Um and he made a comment that he hadn't seen as many exciting NRLW ads um, leading up to into their season and he felt bad because mm. he was like, I haven't even prepared. Like he's like, I didn't even realise it was starting and obviously onto it now. But um, that was his comparison. But, yeah, if you haven't seen it, it's a really nice ad too.
0: Yeah, the one from the exhibition match to all 18 teams, that one? Yes. Like it's a historic one in the black and white photos? Yes. Yeah, I agree. That was a beautiful – I mean, the AFLW – AFL in general has more money, has more marketing power and just is a bit more creative with that sort of stuff. And I, ha- I totally agree with Mitch there that the, um, yeah, promotion of of the girls' game in the NRLW wasn't as strong right now leading into um, – this, this particular season, I think it's because the focus of the mainstream media has definitely been on the men's finals. Um, so that's certainly something I've been frustrated about too, but it's always good to see where it's being done very, very well. So yeah, excited for the rest of the AFLW season now that it's kicking off. And actually, I believe I will be going to the first ever Sydney Derby, which will be next weekend. I'm impending whether it clashes with a potential Sharks home semi, but (laughs) I would like to get there if it doesn't. Um, So I will be able to give some feedback on that. But, yeah, we love the chicks. And the other thing that we wanted to talk about on this week's episode of Chicks and Balls is a bit of a weird one. I don't know if you guys have seen, I think you'd be hard-pressed to have missed this, but there is a former NBA player, superstar, icon of basketball across the world, the one and only Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal, is in Australia and he has been doing some things. And I just have the question, as much as we love Shaq, as much as it's cool to, you know, see him around and be mingling with even some friends of the show, why is he here? What is the purpose? That is my main reason for bringing this subject to the table. First of all, girls, what have you seen Shaq
1: doing? I have seen Shaq <laughs> pretty much meeting nearly all of our friends who play NRL <laughs> um, and had a few, like, you know, his interview with Matty Johns, um, but the interesting thing that I saw, which I wanted to bring to light, which made me laugh today, um, was actually the interaction between him and Hasbullah. <laughs>
0: That's exactly
1: what I had written down too. If you don't know Hasbullah, just look him up on Instagram. He's one of a kind um, and the size difference is just insane.
2: Um, yeah, arguably I think Hasbullah's tour of the Down Under is way <laughs> weirder than Shaq's. Um, I think that... It is just mental to be reminded of what a large human he is. When you look at the boys that we know taking photos next to him and we know how big they are and then you see them look like such tiny humans next to him, you're like, oh, my goodness, I've never seen anyone make Nas look normal size, yes. um, which is just crazy. I think for me this brings to mind like I Kobe toured Australia really Uh, I don't know what the word I'm like shortly before he passed away um, with the hourglass group as well. And I know a lot of the boys went to see him speak on his career and that sort of stuff. And it was more like a speaking event tour, which makes kind of sense, but it doesn't look like Shaq's been doing that. He's kind of just been like having dinner and like hanging out with the boys, which is so weird, but um, I'm such a huge fan. I think he's absolutely unbelievable. Um, And I'm just really loving the content. But, yeah, it also did just remind me, I know he played for the Lakers and the Magic. Magic? But I met, this is so random, in a bathroom in a club in Paris, Bob Love's daughter, who, if you don't know him, is a Chicago Bulls legend, like pre-Michael Jordan era, and just got chatting to this random couple from Chicago in the line for the bathroom. And they were like, oh, we're from Chicago. And I was like, oh, do you go for the Bulls then? And she was like, well, actually, my dad's Bob Love. That's a great. Anyway, that should have been in my how was my week rap. But that,
1: <laughs> that was a great John Dory. I have to comment on what Shaq oh, has yeah. been doing too. He's actually DJing. You guys don't know DJ Shaq, but um, he's um been in a few clubs in Sydney. Or well, was it in, in Melbourne? He was definitely in Sydney in a club. No, he, so he hasn't. I saw it sort on a story.
0: Yeah, no, I've You're
1: seen kidding. some
2: DJing vids getting around for sure.
0: Well, okay, so it makes sense. I mean, clearly it, the main thing that started to get him out here was from, it's the hour group. That's what you said, hey, G, that do that event stuff?
2: Yes, I think I said the hourglass group, but I think it is actually just called the hour group, <laughs> but yeah. their logo is an hourglass.
0: Yes, yes. And because they did a night with Shaq event, right? Which, okay, that starts as one thing. But to have the man then go and be talking to the Prime Minister and like it made it out like he's, I mean, yeah, okay, he's Shaq at the end of the day and he's been in all those points bet ads across our TV. screens this whole year too. But like, I just didn't think that he was as big a deal. I don't know. It's just been one of those weird things and, like, the power of someone who has a legacy as an athlete. I don't know. It's kind of freaky in a lot of ways. But probably the the thing that is going to stick most in my mind, and Keely and I were reflecting on this yesterday too, like you just said, gee, is – who can make a Nelson Osofa Solomona look like an average size human being? Like no one else can do that. Um, so that really freaked me out. But Keely, you wanted to talk a little bit about Has Bullock. So maybe this is actually a segment about like random internet and sporting icons and um, making tours of Australia because I've seen Hasbullah punch Cameron Murray in the face and Josh Adokar and Weedley tour all the NRL clubs in Sydney too.
1: Yeah, so I actually um, – to be fair, Hasbullah could be a sporting icon because of his um, uh, iconic punch. But Boxing. I watched Blake Taft's live Instagram story, so which made it 20 times funnier um, when Cameron Murray got punched in the face randomly. I don't know if that's what they're just expecting from him, but it's definitely like out of the blue and every jersey he's been in has been so big for him and you can't hear him yelling, but you know that he's saying something like really un- inappropriate um, and the way that the boys G up when he like walks into the room and they are turn the lights on and off, like the carry-on is insane and the funny thing is is that he's so like I'm pretty sure because it's such like a um, boys love him thing. I love him because I think he's bloody hilarious, but he's so like, I hate bitches and like shit like that. So he, I don't know. It's very funny, but it's very a boys, boys thing. As you can imagine, all the um, males on my Instagram are just blowing up because Haz is here and um, Shaq is here. So it's classic.
2: My favourite thing is Haz playing like ping pong or table tennis, whatever you call it, but he stands up <laughs> on the table on his side <laughs> yeah. and when he was playing Josh – It's just all so bizarre. But on this weird, like, touring American athletes crossover world, we talked about this not that long ago when Marcus Rashford came to Australia and that uh, soccer or football commentator kicked off about him representing AFL and not uh, football, and I just think it's such, like, a reflection on the attention that international athletes do bring to Australian sport. Years ago, like six years ago, actually, Hayden Crozier, who is a mate from the Western Bulldogs, met, well, went to one of the sort of ESPN live show footy version type things that Shaq is on about the NBA in the States. And Shaq was like, we have Hayden Crozier in the crowd. And he just like, Australian football is so crazy. They all just like tackle each other. It's so wild. And then they met again when they're here. And then If you haven't been living under a rock, you would have seen the videos of Shaq watching months to get absolutely folded over dinner as well. So I think it is this weird awakening for Americans on how, like, wild Australian sport is, which is the side we don't see, but you do wonder the impact that it has over there. If they're like, oh, Shaq into this new sport, do I now go and watch it type thing?
0: Yeah, no, that's a really good point. You know what's just come to mind, and maybe this is the discussion to end this segment on, of the crossovers between famous internationals and the NRL that we've seen this year, NRL and AFL, and I guess Australian sport in general, who wins? Is it Hasbullah, Shaq, or Jack Harlow? Because those have been oh. some pretty you know big collabs, crossovers. Which is the winner?
2: Oh, I don't know. I mean, it has to be Shaq or Jack, and on that note, guys, I got Jack Harlow tickets for later in the year, and I'm so
1: excited. I don't know. I actually don't know. I feel really stuck on this.
2: I think it has to be Jack because he transcends sport. And you you wouldn't have seen this. obviously unbelievable, but he's an athlete.
0: Yes. Have you seen the Panthers intro ad with Jack Harlow on Fox League? That for me takes it, like Jack takes the cake. It's very good. I don't go for Penrith, but I was very like inspired by the ad. It made me excited. But anyway, I I, I would say that Jack Harlow wins I feel like. Hey, we'll put a poll on the story.
1: You guys tell us. Yeah, let's definitely do a poll because I just feel like out of respect, Shaq's like. The oldest and been a legend for the longest, so I'm like a bit like oh Shaquille O'Neal, love him. I don't know. I I, I love Jack obviously. Put up, put make a poll, let the people decide.
0: You the real MVP. Now we come to a segment that we call MVPs, where each week we award someone or something our own personal MVP title for something that they've done that's brought us a bit of joy. I'm going to kick us off this week. Very exciting news. Our uh, men's Aussie sevens team were heading over to LA after they had a bit of a disappointing uh, performance at the Com games in Birmingham, but they were on the hunt for the world championship title and they bloody bagged it. Such a, a big win for them um, and I spoke with Moz Bottom just before he left for Birmingham and um, I knew that that was the thing that the team had been really looking forward to in the in the weeks kind of after it and that they wanted it really bad and he felt super confident and look what they did. So it was pretty cool um, seeing it and, yeah, I mean one time, you know, We're going to get over for the LA 7s, can I just say? It looks like such a fun time. But they are my MVP this week. Georgia Moore, who or what is your MVP?
2: My MVP is good old Danny Rick. And it it has been a tumultuous week in the F1 world, if you have been across it. And I'm sure most Aussies have seen it just as a Daniel Ricciardo thing rather than an F1 thing. Um, But he and McLaren have decided to – part ways at the end of the season. Um, It has been announced that it was sort of decided on mutual terms, but sort of the uh, unspoken understanding is that McLaren decided to take in new up-and-comer, Oscar, who is also an Aussie, which actually makes it even crazier, Oscar Pistari. I never know how to say his name. Um, But I thought Danny Rick has just handled it really unbelievably. He put out such a Um, calm and warm statement announcing moving on from the team. And I also want to give a shout-out to the man of the people, Sebastian Vettel, who's a lot of talk. Obviously, Danny Rick is just so loved in the sport and everyone is, you know, heartbreaking a little bit for him if he doesn't find himself on the grid next year. But quite passionately in a press conference, uh, Sebastian Vettel, who is, you know, a four-time world champion, one of the best drivers getting about just – said in a polite way, but a very heartful way. Obviously, McLaren couldn't extract the potential from Daniel, which sort of the narrative had been like the other way around that Danny wasn't performing where he was like, no, this is McLaren's problem. Like if they couldn't make it work for Daniel, that's their fault. So I really loved that from Seb. I thought it was like such an awesome sort of both former Red Bull driver, bit of camaraderie there. But Danny Rick will always be on the top of the MVP charts. We also have to acknowledge that he hard launched his girlfriend over the summer break, which I'm sure broke a lot of hearts, but we're happy to see him it, living his best life
1: off the track. Keely Silver, you've got some
0: MVPs a little bit closer to home.
1: Yes, my two MVPs have to go to uh, Taylor Preston and Zali Fay. Um, friends of mine who debuted for the Parramatta Eagles in the NLW on the weekend. Unfortunately, I didn't get to watch the whole game, but I did watch as soon as I finished a league tag grand final. I got it up on KO Um, and they both played really, really great. Um, I know for a fact uh, how hard both of them have trained. Sally dislocated her hip. Would have been over 12 months ago now. Um, And Taylor Preston has had her fair share of injuries and, Um, has been working really, really hard. So it's both really super deserved and I felt bad because I didn't mention it last week, but I feel good that I got to speak about it this week because after their performance, they deserve MPP.
0: Yeah, I watched most of that game and I have to say they both really held their own. Um, It was a – and I tell you what, the, the commentators were talking a lot about Tay. Um, which is really cool. Um, It was a completely new halves pairing. Her and Ash Quinlan actually got the late call-up and an absolute icon of the touch footy world, as Keely knows quite well. And they did pretty well. They'd never scored against uh, the Dragons, not a single point against the Dragons. And they were up at one point. And the Dragons, for me, are the hot favourites to win the premiership this year. Um, So I think they did a really good job. They're the least experienced team in the NRLW. And I would say that, yeah, friends of the show did bloody good on their debut. Now we come to our final segment of the show, which is our ones to watch, where we recommend what sport event or even a Netflix show you should be watching for the week ahead. And Georgia, kick us off. This is one that's been in the headlines, uh, but, you know, tell us what is your one to watch?
2: It certainly has been doing the rounds, and if you follow The Cut or sort of any American media, I'm sure you would have seen it. It has knocked Joe Rogan off his top spot on pod, spot, Spotify, Spotify <laughs> podcast uh, this week. It is Meghan Markle or the Duchess of Sussex's new podcast called Archetypes, and her first episode is with none other than Serena Williams, Um, they talk about a lot of things and it's not entirely tennis related. It's more about sort of being an ambitious female, um, which is a really important conversation, but they definitely touch on her evolution away from tennis. And they talk about how special it is that she is saying goodbye to the game at a professional level at her home slam at the U S open, which is happening. So a really special time for Serena, I'm sure, a really awesome new podcast from Megan Markle, which I'm excited to follow the series even though it is moving away from athletes. But, yeah, I think um, Serena will go down as, you know, one of the most incredible athletes period that we've ever seen but also a super controversial figurehead and um, a. Absolutely ambitious woman, which is what the podcast is sort of all about. So I think it's one of those moments where we're like, holy shit, we're living through a retirement of one of probably the best that we'll ever see do it. Um, so a special time, and I'm excited to watch her throughout the US Open. Hopefully, she can go all the way to say goodbye.
0: Absolutely. I will go next. My one to watch is in the world of rugby league and fitting because, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I'm in Bris Vegas. And I was doing some filming with the Brisbane Broncos NRLW girls earlier today, but I was looking across at the very impressive centre that the Broncos have, can I just say, um, that is like the most insane setup I've seen in any way in the NRL. And I was thinking how sad that a mere five, six weeks ago we were talking about the Bronx, you know, what their finals were going to look like. And now they're sitting at ninth. So what I'm going to say is our one to watch is while a lot of the positions can slightly kind of shift around in the um, top eight in the last weekend of the normal round in the NRL, the most interesting one is that eight and nine position because it's unlikely. But every Broncos fan will be going for the Tigers this weekend because if the Tigers can beat the Raiders and the Bronx can win quite convincingly with a, a good, you know, uh, the amount of points, they can slip back into that eighth position. Yeah, that's the words I was looking for. Thank you, Georgia. They can come, come back up into that eighth position. But a lot of things have to go right here. So I would say that's for rugby league fans, the number one thing to watch.
1: My one to watch is actually the NRL ladder. So I'm just going to follow off from you and tell you more about it. And I spoke about this with a patient I treated today and we spent about 20 minutes of the, the appointment talking about this. Interestingly... Cronulla are in second place, which is massive after the weekend. If they hold second place, they will have a home final, which is very exciting. If that is the case in the latter stands as it is, they will verse the Cowboys. However, if the Cowboys lose to Penrith this weekend, so this is like a big game. Penrith versus Cowboys, first of all. If the Cowboys lose and the Storm win, Storm have to beat Parramatta, which is fourth versus fifth. Storm then becomes third and then Sharks will be versing Storm at a home final. Yeah, oh. don't worry, still going. And then we've got six versus seventh. So the Roosters will be playing South at Allianz Stadium, the biggest game of r- return to a stadium. Um, that's happening. And obviously what Marley's already commented on, eight and nine, nothing else can change. But a lot and obviously Pendrith will stay first, but a lot changing from second to ninth, and I feel very nervous because it's gonna set up everything from next week. So wow.
2: I feel like and this could be wildly ignorant of me and I do apologize because we've touched on this before, but I know I'm a spoilt storm fan. But I don't think we have seen a top eight this interchangeable and this close in the last round of a season in a very long time. Correct me if I'm wrong. I agree. Wrong, but I no, have not no, spoken to so many people who are waiting on the final week's results. Even our family group chat was popping off after the loss last weekend being like, this is what needs to happen for us to stay in the four and get a second chance. So it's, it's, it's wild. Super wild. I'm I, excited. Um, yeah, I,
1: yeah, I'm also super massive. excited. I think that I was also talking about today how good and how exciting last year's finals were. We commented on it about uh, the field goals and the penalties and the last minutes to the end and you just on your see it the whole time. I think this final series is going to be no different if not more exciting. So can't wait. Watch this space.
0: Especially because as, you know, for us we were locked out of the finals because it was, you know, state borders and stuff. So it's going to be nice to see – you know, stuff in Sydney and, and the like. So, oh, I'm excited. I love finals footy. And that brings us to the end of the show, if I'm not mistaken. And you'd think after all these times together, I would know. We're at the end. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for, for dealing with the ways that we probably sound a little bit different this week. We love the feedback. We love you all. Keep Keep hitting us up. We're going to put some polls up on the story this week. We, we want to hear from you. And, um, yeah, make sure you hit and subscribe. Those five-star rating, ratings, I can't even talk. Wow, I'm exhausted. But um, hope you're not. I hope this has energised you. Get pumped up for the weekend. you All right. See you, then I guess we'll catch you next time. Bye. <laughs>